listen to the Husker Hollis Half Hour. Come and listen to us talk about Huskers. We like Huskers on the Husker Hollis Half Hour. Go Big Red and Husker Power. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Husker Hollis Half Hour. Today, your host, Husker Hollis, has special guest, Jacob Philip Anderson, filmmaker and friend from those three years when he lived in Omaha. What's up, Jake? How you doing? Hi, James. Nice to see you. How you doing? I I'm doing well, and I just ripped off the letter people for our theme song, so I'm... Oh, my. Yeah, did you ever watch The Letter People when you were a kid? I know I'm older than you. Um, I mean, I watched Gargoyles, but not The Letter People. The Letter People? Oh my gosh, I gotta, before we talk Huskers, I gotta talk Letter People, because uh, this is great. Um, the letter They rebooted it, I have not seen the reboot, but it doesn't look good. But of course, you're always gonna think that, but when I was in kindergarten... The school was way different back then, by the way. I was uh, about 1989 was when I was in kindergarten. And oh, wow. uh, they rolled in a TV, you know, on the car. You know, squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Oh, I remember um, that. We watched, it were these kind of knockoff puppets. They were not nearly as good as the Muppets. And you had this black background, and they were the letter people. And the consonants were all the guys, and the vowels were the, the girls. And then they were on a, they made a game show where they had the consonant clue box, the vowel, you know, you had, and they would make words together. And that was the whole point of it. And, Dude, the story got super involved. Like, there was an episode where one got kidnapped by aliens, and they had to fly a rocket ship and save them. Like, I gotta show you this, Jake. It's on YouTube. I'll link it to you. But it oh, is, boy. Oh, dude. Like, we... It was entertaining. And then there... Oh, dude. It, there's even more. They would have, like, clip shows of this, where it's this guy's, like, Indiana Jones in this hall of artifacts... And he's talking about, oh, the consonants and the great things. And at the end, he knocks over an artifact on accident. Like, yeah, like, we told the letter people. It's the bomb. It's been remade. I've seen other teachers do it, but I have not seen the whole series. The first thing is it's now equality. You have 13 consonants. I mean, 13 men, 13 girls. And it's they're equal numbers, men and women. It's not, you know, because with consonants, there's more consonants than vowels, so more men than women. Yeah, I don't want to get too political, but yeah, I don't know. It just Let's seems, avoid the politics, man. Let's yeah, just avoid yeah, the it politics, just, It just please. seems too complicated. It frightens and confuses me just to see the letter people, something I grew up with and loved, even though it's very 70s. Oh, yeah, and there's more. There's, um, you had like Mr. Um, Mr. M had like a big mouth. He was Mr. M munching mouth. And it had like 70s disco music. Wow, wow, wow. I'm Mr. M with a munching mouth. I'm going to send you so many links, Jake. I did not plan about talking about letter people. Boy. But, but yeah, it was it was epic. But anyhow, this is Jacob Philip Anderson. Uh, he is my friend from Omaha. I lived in Omaha for three years. Um, had a good time. Also got my butt kicked there. So it was kind of a little bit of everything. But overall, more good than bad, and I made some lifelong friendships from Omaha. And uh, you, uh, what? Tell me what you're up to in Omaha, Jacob. Right now, I'm back working at the Omaha Zoo, which is one of the top zoos in the nation and the world. I think um, it's actually number one. World or nation? Check that. The world. Nice. It's the world. I remember, at least when I lived there, there was a huge thing where they're like, it's the best in the world. World. Oh, yeah. 
I think I think it was 2013 or 2014 where it finally passed San Diego, and nothing against San Diego Zoo at all. Never been there, never heard nothing but good things. Yeah. So, uh, um, that's about all I'm up to right now, man. Um, I've done a few movie things here and there, but just I've kind of faded into the back, as it were, with that. Just kind of reset and relax and seeing where life takes me. Nice. Just going with the flow, like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty dream. Yeah, living the dream. <laughs> living the vida loca. See, <laughs> but yeah, it's great to have you here. I know Mike Gap had some family stuff, so he couldn't be here. And uh, Mike Gap is kind of my mainstay co-host, but I'll get guests if I can't get Mike. So we got a big week, sort of. We got Oklahoma, who we've had a historic rivalry with. Oftentimes in the 70s and 80s, Nebraska and Oklahoma was the biggest game of the year. And um, many people today said, why was that not a trophy game? Why did they never compete for a trophy? Well, Barry Switzer, former Oklahoma coach, said, well, we did. Whoever won that game eventually won the national championship trophy. That's the trophy we competed for. So uh, lots of history. But... I don't know. It's right now both programs have pulled apart quite a bit. Oklahoma's playing some good football. I really think they're going to win a national championship in a couple of years, if not this year. And uh, Nebraska's really, really falling on hard times. And it's just, I don't know. It's not really as, as easy for me to get psyched up for this game, but all I know is I don't think I'll be disappointed with the loss. If we get totally, if our, if we get our butts kicked totally, like we're talking Scott Frost's first year against Michigan, where our quarterback goes down, we turn the ball over ten times and just <laughs> we're like we're lucky we didn't die in the game, or like uh, years ago Mike Riley when uh, we played Ohio State with Tommy Armstrong and he got hit and his head hit the turf and it seriously looked like he died on the plate. Like as long as that doesn't happen, I think we're good. Uh, I don't really think we can win this game, but Oklahoma has a tendency to drop a couple stupid games. They've done it before. They lost to Kansas State before. They've lost to Iowa State. It could happen. Tulane got close. They only lost by five. So things could happen, and Oklahoma's secondary is banged up. But um, it's just, uh, it, I don't think there's anything to lose. Frost said we really got nothing to lose. The worst thing that happened, we just looked terrible, but we've been playing terrible in until the Buffalo game. They looked great against Buffalo. So, eh, I feel like I can just watch the game for what it is. And if we win, oh my gosh, if we win, oh man, you will see me run down Stully Park doing some crazy things. That's for sure. Crazy oh, school-appropriate things, though. School-appropriate things. I mean, I'll be at work around that time anyway, so uh, I'll run all the I way don't to Omaha. Swinging by Grand Island anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run all the way to Omaha. I'll be like with my two Husker flags. I'll be like, Whoa! <laughs> I'll be like, how do you plan on getting back to Grand Island? <laughs> and I'll be like, oh no. <laughs> by the way, Jacob is not a huge Husker fan. He's actually he's lived in Iowa for a time too. Uh, first seven years of my life, yeah. but not like an immense amount. But I have a lot of family yeah. on that side of the river and uh, spent a lot of time there. Uh, I mean, even just right across the river or from where I'm at in Omaha, um, it's just a different scenery. It's a different feel, different atmosphere. I can't really, I'd have to like take you there and be like, take a look at what I'm talking about yeah. for people to be like, oh, this is uh, 
different. Like even the shades of green during the summertime when you've it's got different. like the corn and the beans and the trees and the grass, it's just it's different. Like even it's different even from Omaha, and it's like it's just yeah. across the river. But uh, some people have some say it has something to do with the low hills. I think yeah, um, the soil is so rich and so good and all that stuff. But um, I'm no geography expert. I'm sure there's a handful listening there. Like you idiot, that's not how it goes. But you know, <laughs> I, I digress. But yeah, so but we won't hold the fact that he's well, from Iowa against him. That's okay. But uh, mainly, <laughs> that's okay. Mainly, we uh, brought him on first of all to talk again and stuff. It's kind of cool to see you again, Jake. Even though it's over Zoomity Zoom, and we hope you guys can hear this okay on the podcast. I know it's not as good lie as uh, me and Mike Gap talking, or Mike Gap and I talking. Sorry. But um, wanted to hear your view as a non-fan, kind of an outsider, on the Huskers this year. Want to hear that? Because uh, we have some non-fans listen to this. Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, I don't really care that much if they do good, do bad, win or lose. Sorry for the fans listening, but that's just my honest opinion of it. But, I mean, I do genuinely feel kind of bad for god because to my knowledge he's doing a decent job as coach and he's doing his job but uh because they're not winning the games they want to win his job seems to be in jeopardy and honestly i think that'd be a bad financial choice for nebraska overall because art isn't nebraska still paying not anymore um a couple years ago we figured out a lump settlement moose did that he got in trouble for it a little bit but yeah we're not paying but him any, anymore. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, if he really is doing, if Frost really is doing that bad, let the contract expire. I mean, that and the fact that, I, I, I don't know, it's just, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you get frustrated with something, so you instantly want to switch. It's like, no, don't do that instant switch thing. Just keep at it, keep letting it happen. And, you know, be just, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like certain peoples in the past that have taken positions that people didn't like. It's like, well, they're not doing terrible, so don't let go the, of them now. The don't, because it's like it's just going to jump to a whole other thing, and then. And I think part of the problem is, and I'm not accusing anything or trying to say anything by saying this, but it's almost like the fan base wants another Tom Osborne, and that's kind of like me wanting another Doctor Lee G. Simmons at the Omaha Zoo. It's just he's one of a kind, kind of like Steven Spielberg to the film industry. It's like, yeah. you're not going to find another one. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that time happened. That time was great, but there's new things coming on. But that's, like I said, that's just my outside opinion of things. Yeah. So There are some things some non-fans don't know. Frost contract goes until 2023, though. So next year and the following year. So they, it goes a while, and so... The main concern is just he's shown a lack of improvement. He does show he can excite the fan base. He does show he cares about Nebraska football. But just my concern is the lack of improvement over the last three years. However, he's had horrible luck. His first game got canceled. We didn't get a tune-up, and so we lost a decent opponent, Colorado, and then ended up on a streak to start out. His second year... They just they struggled. He had the Washington case with that whole issue of him. Then the third year we had COVID. So I don't know. The one positive is Buffalo. They played a solid game of football for I think the first time in Frost's tenure. Everything else had been so wonky. 
against Buffalo, there was only that one special teams mistake, and it wasn't CTB's fault. It was his line's fault. Um, so that's a good thing. And by the way, I do got to take a couple things back from the last episode. I mentioned I didn't like him trying to run up the score. I said Osborne would have took a knee at the end. What I didn't know, I rewatched the game. He was running clock. Buffalo called a timeout when we were ahead. When the other team calls a timeout, that means game on. So Frost did the right thing by trying to add some points at the end. But since Buffalo did that to him, go ahead. So that's okay. I still maintain that last uh, option pitch was a side lateral. It was a side lateral. But anyhow, he showed improvement finally, and Buffalo's not horrible. So, I don't know. What I take is I really think we'll be okay against some of those Big Ten teams. Now, I think Michigan State will be fine. Purdue will be fine. Minnesota. The only thing is, can we beat Michigan? Can we beat Wisconsin? And Iowa looks really good, Jake. I gotta say, Iowa, they look good, but every year, usually at the end of the year, Iowa's so banged up that Nebraska-Iowa game is always anyone's game, no matter uh, who it is. It reminds me of the Colorado-Nebraska game. Well, part of that might also just be that they're neighbors, so it's a little more. Because, I mean, there's always like that one side versus the next. Because, I mean, let's face it, in terms of states, Nebraska and Iowa are kind of siblings with differences, immense differences, trust me. I mean... Nebraska, you got more of the Sand Hills. Iowa, you got more of the Los Hills, et cetera, et cetera. I know people from both sides of the river are probably throwing furniture in their room and cursing at me right now, but that's fine. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, from what I've been told about the Nebraska Iowa game, that always it always just seems to be different people that come out. It's kind of like um, when I'm hanging around, say, workmates versus mm-hmm. hanging around you. It, I said it's a totally different person. I'm not the same. I get work, I'm kind of cranky. I, I clock in, I go do my job, and I go home. But when I'm hanging around with friends like you, you know, it's a totally different person. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. may, maybe it's maybe it's that. Maybe I'm just insane. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So some good stuff. Oklahoma. We got a kind of a eh, great history. We have nothing to lose. We're probably expecting a loss, but eh. And I really don't have much to say about Oklahoma. I really don't. Um, I do have a bet on this game, Jake. My uh, school janitor is from Oklahoma, and he's actually visiting Oklahoma this weekend for that game. Well, anyhow, a huge Oklahoma fan. The The rules of this bet are as, uh, um, when the Huskers win, when the Huskers win, his name is Dr. Washington, by the way. He's our custodial engineer. He has to uh, stand in front of the Husker flag that the lunch ladies have hanging up, and he has to say the uh, Husker Pledge. You know what the Husker Pledge is? That's not the, there is no place on the No, that's the fight it? song. I, I, I kind of wrote okay, the yeah. Husker Pledge with some help. Of course. Okay. You- Everybody listening, you got to take the Husker <laughs> Pledge with me. You got to be my echo, okay? You got to repeat me. Okay, you ready, Jake? Okay, I'll, I'll repeat. You That's don't have fine. to mean it since you grew up in Iowa. You can cross your fingers behind the back. but uh, I, I, I think I'll do that just for good measure. Okay, here we go. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. To the Huskers. To the Huskers. The mightiest team in all the land. Keep going. I can't finish it like <laughs> that. Sorry. And to the state. Which Keep they going. represent... One team, 
One team. Under God. Under God. The Bob Father himself. The Bob Father himself. His son, Tom Osborne. His son, Tom Osborne. And the Holy Frost. Oh, for crying. <laughs> Please tell me that's the end of it. Forever and ever. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to say that. When we win. Now, in the uh, unlikely circumstance that Oklahoma pulls off the upset against Nebraska, you hear that, Dr. Washington? Pulls off the upset. I have to wear a Sooner hat whenever I'm not teaching the whole week. And when I am teaching, I have to wear a Sooner mask instead of the Husker mask I usually wear at school. For the whole dang week. And then I'm not allowed to say, go big red, Husker power, or I have to say, boomer sooner, baby, like he would say. I mean, that seems kind of heavy on one side, if you ask me. Well, because um, the Huskers are going to win this one, Jake. <laughs> uh, okay. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun, too. But yeah. So uh, that that's one thing. So big stakes on this. Oklahoma's fast. They're powerful. We'll see how good we are, and who knows. Just if we can get out of there with no injuries, and if it's competitive, that's good. And That's all I can say. I'm just going to watch and be like, okay, God help us. Go Big Red. <laughs> like That's what it's going to be. You do that, I'll be at work. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. So uh, our next thing, uh, since you're from Omaha, and since I don't have a ton to say on Oklahoma, um, I want to do some Omaha stories, some stuff about what we did, and... Uh, this uh, Omaha Stories uh, segment is brought to you by one of our corporate sponsors from Omaha also. Uh, this is brought to you by the Omaha Tap House, home of the Cheese Curd Burger, the Hangover Burger. And, um, oh, by the way, did I mention they have two different kinds of cheese curds there? They got Wisconsin style and fair style. It's totally fantastic. You can build your own burger. It's amazing. Is actually quite a good place. So anybody listening, if you visit Omaha for any reason. Uh, In the heart of downtown one. Omaha. Well, there's also one on 156th and Dodge. So there is Omaha Tap House West, as you yes. like to call it. Um, Tap House West. And, and it's, that's, I mean, downtown, they're both fantastic um, places to go. Just to, you know, chill and eat and all that stuff. Downtown's a little more of, obviously, a downtown look more like date night or hang on with some friends whereas in one out west seems a little more family friendly if she won't go to tap house with yeah if she won't go to tap house with you she ain't the one (laughs) dump her (laughs) well i mean i did take a lovely young lady to a tap house recently so i mean she had a great time (laughs) she better have a good time I had a good time with, I don't know if she did, she might have been thinking, get me away from this guy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all my past girlfriends said about me. That's okay. Though. Oh boy. But yeah, but anyhow, so Omaha stories, oh my gosh. So yeah, I have a Nebraska football Omaha story for you. Um, I was at DJ's dugout back in the Exarban uh, village, which I, I was able to go to, um, Omaha for I had an eye appointment there and I saw my sister we 
Exarbon is really built up. I used to go to Exarbon because it was kind of yes. cool looking and it was easy to park there. It ain't easy to park there anymore. I struggled finding a spot to park. But, uh, yeah, my sister wanted to go to this place called the Switchyard. It was rather bougie. Not boozy. Bougie. As in, like, the bourgeois. Like, it was very upscale. It was pretty. It looked expensive. But, eh, average food. Average. But if you like bougie stuff, not boozy, bougie, you'll love it. But anyhow, so I'm at DJ's Dugout. I'm in uh, I'm in uh, Exarban Village. I'm sitting there watching the game, and I, I kid you not, I see 45 Iowegians walk in. They're all wearing their black and gold. Wait. And, yeah. Did you did you actually count 45, or was that just a random number? Random number, but there was a large number of them. <laughs> I mean, if you were there, Jake, we could have took them, but I don't know if I can take about 45 all by myself. I don't know if I can uh, take on the uh, brethren from the other side of the river, if you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I would have a conflict. There'd be, there'd be a conflict of interest there, James. I'm sorry. Oh, man. But anyhow, I'm sitting there. We, I was, uh, this is bad. I didn't own a TV when I was in Omaha because I thought I had to be smug and like artsy and driven and Omaha, you know. So I didn't own a TV those whole three years. And it was like, so I would go out to watch the games. I'm watching my Huskers. I see this multitude of Hawkeyes walk in. And they're like all walking like, you know, like tuba players. Because they were all large. They were big. They were very rotund. Nothing against Iowisians. But these ones happen to make me like a a normal-sized guy. And I'm rather large, but um, I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> that's okay. But um, anyhow, they're like turn the Iowa game on, and I'm watching. They turn every TV to the Iowa, Iowa Northwestern, and I'm there. They turn mine. I'm like, whoa, whoa, and I'm like, it's a Nebraska bar. Can't I have my TV with? Nope. There's more Iowegians and Huskers, and so yeah, everyone says Nebraska. At, at DJ's, yeah. Every single I mean, TV was turned to the Iowa one. And so I, like, totally said, okay, give me my check. I am leaving this establishment. Like, I came here to watch the Huskers. This is in Nebraska. I call home field advantage. Can I have this TV I'm pointed at? You have, like, 45 gazillion TVs in this place. Can't one have the Huskers? in? And they said no. So uh, I, I went to Dudley's right across the street, and I, I finished the game there. So uh, that meant for dinner I had a bang-bang. That meant I, I had a burger at DJ's, and I had some pizza at Dudley's. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. I mean, that, that is strange, though. I mean, it's a, it's a sports bar. I mean, yeah, they, play every, they even play golf and bowling at times. But these, I mean, this was a large number of large Iowa fans there. But, yeah. So, uh, another, another Omaha story. This is back when you and I were in Symphonic Chorus. That's a chorus you join. You do have to pay to be in it, but you still have to audition. They don't just let any Yahoo join. You actually have to show up and audition. By the way, audition, my audition was fun. We had this guy who was in Mannheim Steamrollers, the piano player. He's a very cool guy. But uh, he played for me. And uh, his name's Bobby, by the way, so if you're listening, hey, Bobby. Sup. <laughs> Sup, Bobby. But anyhow, um, I played, and he goes, good job, man. Killer voice. And I, like, I geeked out. I'm like, 
man, I'm Steamroller says I have a killer voice. Yeah! Well, I got something to yeah. add to Go Bobby. It. I mean, I like Bobby. I guess uh, all he does is practice, practice, and perform. Like, he doesn't have a degree in performance or anything like that. He just performs. And uh, he's good at for it. Those of you that are those of you that are familiar with classical music, one of my audition pieces for on for Omaha Symphonic Chorus was um, Franz Schubert's Erlkenig or the Elf King, which is all those triplets, 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 triplets. He sight read the dang thing and. I couldn't tell a difference, and I'd been performing that for several months at that point. Oh, so it's geez. like, I mean, it's not a piece that really challenges um, artistry so much, but it is one that challenges endurance. Is it technical? Very, very. And it, well, I mean, you just got every every beat is a triplet. That piece and can I, give I, you I, carpal tunnel if you're a piano player. Well, it's one of those pieces too where I would actually talk to. <laughs> the pianist beforehand and say like, Hey, I'd like to perform this. If you're not comfortable, I mean, no disrespect and I mean nothing by it, but if you're not comfortable performing, it, just let me know. Cause I, I want it to be good for both of us. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's an experience for everyone, you know? So yeah, Bob, Bobby's great. Um, Omaha Stefano course was fun. Are they still doing I just, stuff? I think they are. I haven't really sang with them for several years just because me just yeah i just how want, i i i miss them at times and i just wonder with covid how things are going with them uh but yeah but anyhow omaha i don't know dr zilke's not involved with it anymore oh. i think he had to move yeah. i i don't know In where Kansas he's or something i i don't know where he's at or or if you i i i just i don't know but life changed for him or there were different plans or whatever so uh i just i don't know there just came a point where I was like, it's been fun and it's been an experience, but it's just time to move on and do other yeah. things. That's just how I go. You know how I am. I can't, you know how I am, James. I can't sit in one place at the same time. Yeah, same here. But yeah, I remember an, an Husker memory that both you and I have with the Oma Symphonic Chorus. Um, it was, we were doing Dvorak's Stabat Mater. It was, it was fun. It wasn't as cool as when we did Mahler's Resurrection Symphony. That was amazing. But Stabat... Uh, I- yeah. I have great memories of that. Oh my god! I mean, gosh. I was I couldn't talk for a whole day after that. But it, w- I love the piece. I love. Oh gosh! Every- Sometimes I just listen to it on my uh, on YouTube or whatever, just because it's such a wonderful piece. And uh, but I remember that performance one and three were great. Two was the interesting performance for me because we did three nights of it, didn't we? Of Mahler, we did more than one performance. I remember we did. We just did two of okay. Mahler. It was the first performance. I was rushed, and for this, okay, being in symphonic chorus, you know, we pay to join, but you still have to audition. But you get to be the chorus for the Omaha Symphony, and it's just amazing. You're in the Holland Center. You're doing legit art, and it's very cool. Um, especially like you go to college, you study music, you do all this good, legitimate art. Then when you go to a community, usually, like, um, if it's not, like, a major urban center, you're like, I miss doing that really quality art. You just do. I mean, community choirs are great and all, but this was quality art. It was amazing. But I was rushed for this first show. 
And um, we're for this show, the symphony does everything. We just have to. We're sitting above the symphony in this little balcony. The audience can still see it. We have to sit still. We have to be all disciplined. I can't be like all dancing around, you know, like I usually do when I'm listening to music. So I'm sitting still. Well, I I didn't have time to go to the bathroom before we oh, go. No. The symphony is a couple hours long. I have like my legs crossed when I'm sitting. I'm like. There is no bathroom break for this whole thing. I have to hold it this whole time. And, you know, we come in and the, oh, feasting. You know that beginning? It's all soft. Okay, nobody wants to hear Yeah, but no one wants to hear us sing on this. But uh, anyhow, (laughs) like, um, so I'm holding it. And then at the end, this huge climb. like, oh, feasting. And then at this big, oh, the end you know it's just and they have all the sheet milk percussion going that boosh, boosh. resurrection symphony you got to listen to the last movement the end most triumphant ending of any song but i was like yes yes and i remember we go on stage i sprint to the bathroom right after that triumphant music boom I'm like i get to go yes so i mean there was Come out of here, man. yeah but i remember that was my story but then yeah so that's my resurrection but here's the husker memory stop up modder not as fun of a piece of music. It was, eh, it was all right. It has some memories, but, eh, but the memory I like, we go to the Tap House, which is our corporate sponsor, brought to you by Omaha Tap House. Can't get enough of them wonderful taps and burgers. I really can't. Yeah, we call it Tapples affectionately because we like it. It's endearing to call it Tapples instead of Tap House. But we go to the Tap House. This is uh, Mike Riley's second year, the one year uh, Riley did good. It was actually our last year we won nine games. And that was when we upset Michigan State. Or was that? Was that? No, wait. That might have been year one or three. It was the year we were bat. I oof, I gotta relook this up. But we beat a team we shouldn't have beat. We had that weird out of bounds call, but we came back and we shouldn't have beat Michigan State. They were like ranked and we like weren't. And everyone like it was like something out of a Hollywood movie. We were yelling at this sport at the tap house. There were complete strangers hugging each other. Like I remember that, and we were giving each other high fives. I remember after the concert and after yelling, I blew my voice out. The next day, I'm like, Hey, Jacob, how are you doing? I can't talk. I blew my voice out. I feel kind of bad because now I I, I kind of remember the tap house, but I don't remember you blowing your voice out. Oh, it was the next day. It just was gone. But, I mean, but it was glorious, though. We were jumping up and down. I remember they actually ran an, uh, an option play. Like, Riley actually called the option, and it was that two-point conversion. I was like, Jacob... That was the option. We're going to win. We're going to win this one. And I went nuts. And you're like, whatever. And I'm like, we're going to win, guys. We're going to win. And I got all, you know. I, 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 I kind of remember all of you just literally shaking the entire restaurant. And I was just sitting there just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat my fries and do this. Yeah, he's looking the other way. It's an inside joke. We got to make this a vlog. So you can, I wish we could have made this a vlog. It looks that way. It looks that way. I mean, I just cleaned up before this, so I mean, I got my hair all styled, and I look nice for everybody, you know. Yeah. But then, but you know, I got the face for radio, man. So Say, let's oh, just keep it same at that. Hair. That's that's why this isn't a vlog. No one wants to look at me. <laughs> my voice sounds okay, though. It's all right. I'm cooler on audio. I mean, way better I like looking on I'm audio. Good. I like to think that I'm cooler on audio as well, but some people oh. don't even like hearing me. So yeah. I don't know. Well, you got a really <laughs> bass voice. You got the old Jacob Philip Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even go that low. 
But yeah, so that's two Omaha stories from me. What, what's another Omaha story? We're over the half hour a little bit. Definitely a good change up today. It's different from a normal format, but it's kind of fun. What's an Omaha story you got? Do you got one or? Bro, I live here. I've got minty. Okay, tell, tell, tell me one. Tell me one, yeah. Oh, I. You can't put me on the spot, man. I got to plan this stuff yeah. out most of the time. You know how I am. Let me think. I just. Okay, well, that's okay. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of something zoo-related because uh, you said you wanted something to talk the about zoo, the zoo. Yeah. I mean, there's several stories I could tell from the yeah. frustration of the... Yeah, something some like the, that. Something like that. Let's hear the zoo. Uh, well, there was, there's been plenty of funny, goofy stuff, like discovering rhinos are more like cats and dogs than most people think, because I've oh seen God. them... Well, I've seen, you know how cats will sometimes kind of roll around in the dirt if you've ever seen one outside kind of like rolling on its back and all that stuff or like a dog. Rhinos do the same thing, I discovered. Really? Yeah. Like for, and it's it's kind of spooky because for as big as they are and as large and all that stuff and bulky, they are incredibly agile. I mean, heck, there was one, it was funny, I was I was, um, I was, was working the Skyfari, I used to work rides years ago, and now I'm back again working maintenance, but back when I worked rides, I was sitting at the edge of the Skyfari platform, which for those that don't know, is a sky tram, it's like a, it's a, it's like a ski lift, it just goes over the zoo, so I'm sitting at the end of it, waiting for the uh, data, and waiting for the ride to shut off, so I can finally go home and sleep, and, uh, I see the white rhino, my, my favorite uh, rhino in the whole zoo, favorite animal in the whole zoo, Newton is his name, and uh, he's a good, probably 20 feet from me, so I fling around, I'm like, hey, Newton, what's up? And all four legs leave the ground. He jumped. Like, I had scared the ever-loving daylights out of him, and he, and he literally just kind of looked at me like, what the heck, bro? And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, you're nearsighted, so that scared the crap out of you because you don't know what's coming at you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. I've had people call the rhinos hippos, and it's just like no, those are two different. Oh, this was funny. There was a there was a time period where we didn't have elephants because of <laughs> oh, well, again, please. <laughs> but we didn't have elephants because one had passed away, and there were new regulations and new exhibits, and it was just easier to not have them for a while. Well, we had a different species of rhino in for a set amount of time and there were people that would come up to me when I was working I'm like yeah, you guys have funny looking elephants because they were where the elephants used to be and I just looked at them like because those aren't elephants oh they're not it's like no they're they're not elephants guys they're they're a type of rhino oh my goodness oh and like my job now I have to drive a, a truck carts around <laughs> the zoo Sometimes some of the big cats, they'll see me coming and they'll race the cart. It's kind of funny. Like, I'll, I'll be driving up the service road and I'll see one of the male lions sitting at the edge of their enclosure just looking at me. You can tell if he's ready to go. And so I'll, like, hit the side of the truck a little bit. Like, come on, buddy, let's go, let's go. And <laughs> what's funny is usually they'll – the cheetahs will, like, race you across their entire pen if they can. But the uh, lions, they'll get about halfway through and they'll be like, eh, okay, forget that. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah – for anybody listening, uh, if you ever get a chance to visit the Omaha Zoo, uh, do, it. do it's it's it is completely worth a visit because a lot of the exhibits are set up to um, 
immerse people, you know, like the jungle, the dome, kingdoms of the night. Um, check out omahazoo.com. So, all right, we, are you ready to close this? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I got one more question for you. Um, before COVID hit, um, we, uh, my one of my schools went on a field trip to the zoo and I, uh, definitely was the guy who said, I'll take him to the aquarium. Cause, uh, my favorite part of the aquarium is the sea turtles. They just put them up to like, there were no sea turtles when I went there. And what happened to the sea turtles? They're, they're still there. I think they were gone. I th- think at the very least we've right now we've got two green sea turtles and a loggerhead sea turtle. A loggerhead? Yeah, it's called cool. loggerhead sea turtle. I know what they She's are. I did, really a re- big one. I did a report on them in third grade. But yeah, keep going. Actually, actually, if you look on my YouTube channel, I got a video called Face to Face, and it's um of the loggerhead sea turtle where she's literally face to face with me. So my YouTube channel is the same as my name, Jacob Philip Anderson. So be sure out. to check that out. Like and subscribe if you'd like, and I'll produce mm-hmm. more content so I can maybe eventually get paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> gotta give him some money. <laughs> Please, ching. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, they anyway, have, but, yeah, they must have just been gone for a while, but they're back, uh, though. Well, I mean, sometimes they will rotate animals on and off display, and maybe maybe they were getting vet care that day, maybe they were way off in the back, maybe they knew you were coming, and it was like, I'm just going to hide for today. Okay. <laughs> All that's right. Just, that's, a, that's just the way zoos work, you know, the rotations, I, I, I'm i not a zookeeper, so I, I, I don't know their whole schedule, That's I, I try to respect other people's job as much as I can. Okay. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Jake, for Zooming. Uh, once I'm done recording, we'll chat for a little more. But uh, it's been great to have you on the show. I hope you've liked it, too. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, James. I hope our all 10 of our listeners enjoyed this uh, little departure, but that's okay. It was a good time catching up, too. And uh, you ready to do a recap? Let's do it. Hello. This is Morgan Freeman. Husker Hollis had another episode of the Husker Hollis Half Hour. His co-host, Mike Gaff, could not make it due to obligations with the family. A good man, hard-working man like Mike Gaff has a family, and there's no surprise because he is a very good man, and therefore has a very good family, which requires time and dedication. So Husker Hollis invited his old friend, from his old halcyon days of when he lived in the metropolitan concrete jungle of Omaha. However, Jacob Philip Anderson had a great show. Talked about Iowa. Should have really had him on Iowa week instead of Oklahoma. But that is okay, for right now Husker fans are basking in the afterglow of the victory against Buffalo. And, uh... Times are a little bit uncertain against Oklahoma. But we must have faith. Maybe a Husker Hollis might win that bet with Dr. Washington. However, that probably won't happen. But still, go Big Red. Thank you. That was Husker Hollis attempting to speak in Morgan Freeman's voice. (laughs) (laughs) I still need to work on it. It's almost there, Jake, right? Yeah. 
No. You're getting closer to the sound of Morgan Freeman. Oh, I should have had you do it. But anyhow, uh, that's a great day. Uh, go Big Red, everybody, and uh, let's hope we look respectable against Oklahoma. <laughs> have a good one. Bye-bye.